Yeah, hi, I'm Luke Alexander, President and CEO of Nucor Gold. Uh, Nucor Gold, we're advancing the Enchi project in Ghana. It's a district scale exploration project. We do have a 1.4 million ounce resource uh, that we've outlined, but the real thing that we're excited about at Nucor is the 90,000 meters of drilling, which we're currently doing. That is the largest ever drill program on this project. And we've been putting out a number of very positive results over the last year, year and a half. Yeah, Luke, good to see you again. Uh, we switched just before Christmas. Um, wanted to catch up and we just saw, saw the press releases. Wanted to understand them a little bit more in, in terms of what are you going to be doing this year, right? 1.4 million ounces, it's not enough. When's the next resource update coming up? Um, on the back of us completing the 90,000 meters. So if you look at all of the results that we've put out to date, it's about 70,000 meters of drill results. That leaves an additional 20,000 meters or roughly 20% of the overall drill program. We will get those out over the next six months or so as we complete the drill program. And then on the back of that, at the end of this year, we'll look to get a resource update um, done. Okay, but you, and you, you know in your mind what you've got to be aiming for. To get noticed, it's going to be 2 million ounces plus. Confident that that's going to happen, or do you know have enough data yeah, so now? That if you look at if you look at all the historical RC and diamond drilling that feeds our current 1.4 million ounce resource, you're looking at about 76,000 meters of drilling. Of the remaining 70,000 meters that um, did not get included in uh, in that resource update, about 40,000 of that um, would feed into a future resource update. The other 30,000 meters is targeted on new areas, greenfield um, uh, targets, as well as some previously drilled areas that we're looking to advance and show that they will become resources at some point with additional drilling, but that won't immediately feed into a updated resource. So if you look at that roughly um, 40,000 meters of drilling in relation to the historic 80,000 meters, you know, you're looking at uh, pushing somewhere around 2 million ounces, I would think, for a, uh, a, a a future resource update. So that's real back of the envelope type stuff, but that's kind of what we're uh, what we're looking to push towards. And then we would look to obviously continue to aggressively drill and start to push that towards two and a half, three million plus ounces with additional drilling. So, so let's let's look at that. You put out a couple of press releases. What you one one mid Jan and one one just just yesterday actually. Um, let's we'll get into the numbers in a second there. But you, you talk about a second parallel system. That does that change the the, the where you're going to be drilling component of, of this? Because you know if you want to get to two million ounces, a bunch of infill drilling, please, right? Or you do expansion drilling. So what, what's it look like going forward? So one of the real advantages we have in Ghana and at our Enchi project is we're getting assays turned around in about a three or four week um, time frame. So as a company, we're constantly prioritizing and reprioritizing where we're drilling. If you look at our 212 kilometer um, land package, we've identified about 25 targets across that land package, of which we've only to date drilled on seven of them and four of them make up our current resource. Um, so we're constantly, you know, reprioritizing where the drilling goes based on success. The parallel structure that you're talking about is something that we're obviously very excited about. 
It's right at the southern end of our CUM deposit, which is our largest deposit, about 725,000 ounces. Right down at the south, it's an area called uh, CUM extension. We had done a bunch of um, uh, soil sampling to the east of that discovery. We had some airborne geophysics, which had been done in that area. We drilled it uh, for the first time uh, before Christmas. We got the results back, which highlighted, you know, 26, 27 grams over one meter, basically from surface, uh, you know, six grams over six meters. So that was something that we were very excited about, needless to say. And as a result of getting those result those results back so quickly, the rig was still sitting there. So we put another half dozen holes into that area and now have kind of proved up mineralization in about a 500 meter um, area sitting again to the east of, uh, of Seum Extension. In between the two of them, uh, it remains open. One of the things that's quite interesting is when we were putting one of the drill roads in, we actually um, hit an area that at surface has five and a half gram material. So needless to say, we are gonna drill in between these two areas and see if there's additional structures there as well. To the north of um, this new parallel structure that we've identified, we're drilling a, a, a greenfield anomaly or target called Tokasea. This is an area that had a, has a um, past producing mine on it underground shaft that dates back to World War One. It's got an open pit sitting there that again dates back to um, World War One. So we're drilling right through that entire area and this parallel structure, our current geological interpretation is that it actually could potentially be the southern end of our Tokasea target. So if that's the case, it's something very exciting and that essentially would sit directly to the east of Seum which is our largest, um, uh, our largest deposit at 725,000 ounces. So it reiterates um, what we've talked about before, Matt, which is, you know, the Enchi project truly is a district scale opportunity and we're gonna continue to make new discoveries. And as we make those discoveries, we then go back in and reprioritize our drilling to look to start moving them towards um, resources over time. Okay, so lots of targets. Lots of areas that you expansion drilling that you're, you're you're looking at, but the the goal for you has got to be getting this resource update being plus two million ounces. And and the reason I the reason I say that is like the the market is changing. There has been some M and A activity, but the other things that are going on here is inflation is is happening. Costs are going up. There are time delays on 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 you know on, on all sorts of you know ship, ship, shipped products. Um, Costs across the board. When if I talk to um, developers, producers, they are nervous about this one. They're adding like 12, 15% to their cost base, right? So the, the, it, in that context, it's a slightly different world. Gold price is good. You're, you're an explorer at the moment, but you know, to make yourself attractive, you're going to have to work out how you play the market too, right? We, we've talked about, you know, the markets before. It's like, has that, side of things changed any in terms of how much money you spend, how quickly do you try and do things quicker? Do you try and slow things down, preserve capital? How's it affecting the conversations at board level? You know, from the beginning, and if you go back to the first interview that we ever had, or if you go back to the when we, you know, relaunched the company and I came on as CEO, I mean, we laid out a vision and uh, at that time and a strategy. 
And that strategy has always been to build this to a three to five million ounce resource. The reason we talk about three to five million ounces is at that point, you're looking at 200,000 ounces of production over a 15 to 25 year mine life. If you look at mid cap and major companies out there, that's essentially what they're looking for is enough size and scale to really justify, um, you know, potentially acquiring a, uh, a a project. So that remains where we're where we're focused on getting to. And with the 90,000 meters that we're drilling at the moment, and additional drilling that we're going to do in the future, you know, we think that's very achievable and something that we're excited about. So that remains the um, the focus for us in terms of overall strategy. Yes, you constantly have to reevaluate, re you know, in terms of how you approach getting there. And a big part of that will depend on the market uh, and, you know, where, 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 where we're trading, um, you know, from a market cap perspective, taking into account dilution. Uh, also looking at things like, you know, does it make sense to put out a resource update before adding additional drilling? Or does it make sense given all of the success that we've been having to just keep drilling? So these are all the things that we constantly um, discuss, but the overall strategy and vision really hasn't changed. And I think that's important because, you know, lots of companies will go out there and just start drilling, don't have a strategy. Whereas we've really outlined a strategy and it's something that we've stuck to and I would encourage anyone to go back and listen to the original interview that we had and see if that's what I said. Um, it is. So, I yeah, did. That, it that is. That's kind of the, the focus. <laughs> I did listen to, I've listened to them all um, in preparation for today. You are sticking to what you say. But, but, but here's, so here's a question for you, right? So again, this comes, uh, this whole market dynamic at the moment is fascinating to me because there's a disconnect between what's the, what the gold price is doing and what equities are doing and the way that people are, um, you know, normally you, you and lots of others say gold investment, safe harbor in times like this, you go for gold. They're not doing that, right? They're distracted by other things or nervous way about other things. So likewise, you guys get affected by that and your decision making gets affected by that. I spoke to a couple of CEOs in the last uh, two, three weeks and they're saying they're delaying putting out a PFS because the, you're having to put some real numbers on a project. And the mar if the market doesn't understand it, you're in a bunch of trouble because the, the increased cost, the inflationary cost, the, the price gouging that's out there, for lots of reasons, costs are higher than perhaps the PEA indicated. That's happened to CEO we, we um, spoke to earlier this week. Um, his, his PFS is 120 million more than the PEA. Uh, numbers suggested. Now that's because he's doubled the size of his project, but no one's no one looks at that. No one looks at that. So you know, it's a very careful balancing act between that message that you get out in the marketplace, and and therefore you've got this nervousness around actually putting out PFS and delaying it. It's just well, let's just keep drilling for a bit until we understand how the market plays out. So to, again, does that affect? Is that affecting your decision making? Again, back to the overall strategy. Um, our strategy isn't to put out a PFS at this stage. And again, go back to previous interviews and it's consistently been the message. What we will do is as we grow the overall size of the resource, we will continue to put out PEAs. So economic studies that underpin the value of the company. If you go back to the PEA that we put out in June of 2021, 
our stock actually moved up 15 to 20% on the back of that PEA. I think it was a real fundamental recognition by the market of the value that we're currently sitting on today. But the message at the time, and I think we might even have an interview, that that's a data point in time. And really the additional 70,000 meters that didn't get included in that PEA is what we're really focused on as a company. And that's that 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 ultimately hasn't changed from that perspective. And that's what we're continuing to focus on is growing the resource. Yes, we'll put out updated PEAs, but the day we put the next you know PEA out, it'll be stale dated because we'll probably have another 50 to 100,000 meters of drilling that we're in the midst of. But what it does do is it allows the market, it allows you and other investors and analysts and investment banks to you know, look at those num- numbers and look at what the fundamental value is um, for the company at that point in time. You know, if we look at our uh, PEA from June of 2021 at an 1850 gold price, which is in and around where it's trading today, you're looking at an after-tax NPV of 302 million, after-tax IRR of 54% under a two-year payback. So that's a real fundamental underpinning of value relative to the $45 million uh, US market cap that we're trading at today. So, um, but, but, I, 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 but I guess that's where I'm going um, at, Luke, is the, you know, PEA is plus or minus 30%, right? You know, and the numbers you just, you just thrown at me, you know, you, you need to firm up on all, on, on all of those things. And that, that's my point here is like, you, we know where you're going with 2 million answers. And then it's a case of then what? Because, you know, I, I understand no plans at the moment for PFS, drilling this thing out can be very attractive to industry partners because they just look at the drill data, right? They don't need you to do a study to help them understand what it, what it is. They'll work that out themselves. So it does, is that part of the thinking here and knowing that you're going to probably do an industry, you're not going to want to raise money to build a mine, but you do want to make it very, very attractive to a number of suitors, have the competitive tension because the jurisdiction Ghana is, is a good one. I think you would argue and I, I, well, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, fundamentally, if you look at the team and, and the track record, you know, a lot of the group does have a Uh, a track record of building mines, being involved in producing mines, all the rest of it. So anything that we do do is moving towards a production scenario. And with the deep pocketed, um, you know, investors that we've got, putting this into production will be an option and is is an option for us. Um, So that is something that we'll continue to do. I mean, one of the things that we are looking at internally is if you look at our 1.4 million ounces today, about 85% of that sits within the oxide. So it really is a heap leach project today. As we start to drill deeper and start to discover more sulfide ounces, you know, what one of the things we will do is look at, okay, you know, a heap leach option, tank leap, tank leach, tank leach option, as well as a milling scenario. And we'll look at, you know, the the the, the trade-offs of all of those. Obviously, you know, tank leach and milling uh, require more capex. So then you start to need to look at, well, with a 80% recovery in the heap leach versus a 92 to 95% recovering in a milling scenario, what's the additional NPV? What's the additional kind of benefit for the project of going directly to that? Or is there a scenario where we start off with a heap leach project 
use the significant cash flow from that to then fund, um, you know, an expansion uh, as, uh, as we get into the sulfides. Because the reality is when you look at the depth of our oxides of anywhere from 20 to 120 meters, you know, it's multiple years of mining before you start to need a mill and getting into the sulfide. So that's all work that we're actively doing internally and looking at all those different scenarios. Um, and that's something that we'll continue to do. I mean, if you look at Toronto, again, 50 kilometers to the north of us, they originally were looking at 13 open pits as they made the higher grade discoveries at depth. Um, you know, they, they went directly to a milling scenario. So um, we're looking at all those things and, and analyzing those as we go. And those will then feed into future economic studies that we put out. Whether you're gonna build this thing or not, you've got to say that you are, okay? We, we all understand that. We've got a clever audience here, they, they know that. But you are in charge of signaling to the market what your intent is. Not what you say, but signaling to the market. What, and surely getting through the study process and getting this thing, you, this, you know, you, you, you've got this ore body, these oxides sitting at, at surface, that's cheap, quick, easy money. And showing that intent to get into production, get into cash flow quickly, surely is something that you can signal by rushing through, not rushing, but you know, delivering the, the, the study processes. But at the moment, you're saying PFS is nowhere in sight. We're going to keep dr drilling this thing out to a certain scale. And that says to me that you're, you know, talking to the, to the industry players and say, look, come, come and get us. Look what we got. In terms of, if you look at the 90,000 meters of drilling, I mean, this is more, drilling than has ever been done on this project over the last 30 years. So needless to say, we're collecting a huge amount of data with all of that drilling. So with all of that data that we're obviously collecting and those results, we're continuing to you know, formulate a view in terms of the best way to push the project forward, so on and so forth. So what you know is gonna be required is additional drilling, all of the data that we've collected, all of the information, feed that into updated um, uh, 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 updated economic studies, which then ultimately maximizes the overall value of the project. So that's all the stuff that we're gonna be doing. And as we do that, without a doubt, you wanna be talking to industry players, you wanna be talking to retail investors, you wanna be talking to institutional investors, all of those different um, investors and even within all of those different invest in investor, um, you know, silos, let's call them, they've all got different kind of focuses and approach and, and what they're looking for in terms of an investment. So it really is kind of balancing all of those different things and making sure that at the end of the day, you're keeping that project and keeping the new core story in front of as many groups as possible to ultimately maximize value for shareholders. So I don't know if that covers kind of what it, well, it, it, it kind of does. Like I, 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 we are kind of talking to, you know, all the different groups out there. Of course you are. You've got it. You've got to keep your options open, but there's also, you know, a kind of um, commercial imperative to be as efficient as possible with money, and you know, and time is money. And I don't mean that to sound flippant, but there's there's a there's a there's a cost time a component to this in terms of what you do with your money and how how, how quickly um, you create value with that money, right? So if this drag, not drags, if you do keep drilling, if you do go and raise more capital for more drilling, and you're not rushing to a, a PFS then that says you're one type of company versus, well, actually, I think we've got enough data to get a mine going here. So we will, we will, you know, um, 
go down a different route. And those those signals in the market will attract different types of investors in some of those those silos. So I'm intrigued to see, because you still got lots of options out there, I'm trying to see how you play that this year, because there's some big moments for you. So I, I think once you start to look at PFS and obviously a full you know bankable feasibility study, from a signaling perspective, at that point, you're signaling to the market that, you know, We've kind of done all the exploration we can, and we're looking to move this towards production because we see less upside from an exploration perspective than we do from a build perspective. Given the amount of targets that we've got, given the success that we've had from a drilling perspective with this 90,000 meters, given the fact that our current 1.4 million ounce resource only averages 63 meters in depth. Our view is that there's a lot of upside to continue to drill and not start to pigeonhole us as moving towards production. And that's where, you know, with this 90,000 meters and additional drilling, we think we're going to continue to unlock a tremendous amount of value. 